Hey everybody, my name is Kelly Mahoney, and you're listening to the first episode of my new podcast about amazing people I've met in tech, figuring out exactly how they got there and what they think about all of it. But before all of that, how did I get here recording this? It all started the year I dropped out of nursing school. I was dating this person who was going to school for computer science. My partner came home from class one day, we were unofficially living together, and said that all of his buddies were driving down to Miami for a hackathon. This hackathon also happened to be the weekend following our spring break. For any perspective, Miami is a six hour drive from Gainesville, Florida, which is where we were living at the time. So if someone told you there was a legitimate excuse to drive down to Miami for spring break and you also get your gas refunded, wouldn't you as well? Problem was I wasn't in tech, and my partner was adamant that I wasn't allowed to go. I told my partner, not asked, that I was going, and that we were going to make a holiday out of the week beforehand. I told him I would make myself busy during the event, while him and his friends went. We drove down, ate a lot of food, and drank a lot of Cuban coffee. Friday came and it was almost time for us to go to FIU, Florida International University. I asked my partner if there was any way I could just volunteer for the event. You could tell that he didn't want me there, but it got to the point where I just walked into the event with him, and he just had to deal with it. And then my life changed forever. Mango Hacks If anyone here is unfamiliar with hackathons, or even if you are, now after being to over a hundred of them, nothing can compare to Mango Hacks. The people, the community, the music, the dancing, and the food. All preconceptions of hackathons being dark spaces, only lit by the screens of glazed-eyed hackers, of whom are surrounded by Red Bull cans and half-eaten pizza, were completely erased. Okay, the Red Bull and half-eaten pizza were true, but this event seemed like a party, celebrating all of the young men and women who were there. It was completely unfathomable to see how much intelligence and opportunity for the future existed in those four walls. I slipped on my volunteer shirt, still feeling like I was observing something that was only meant for those in computer science. I was at the check-in desk signing in students, seeing student IDs from all over the country. I was thinking about how crazy it was that an event like this could bring so many people together from so many different places. Many of the people I met at this first event, I'm still friends with today, and hopefully I can get them to share their story here with me. Mango hacks had happened, and all I could think about was when the next event was. Even after spending the last three nights sleeping on the floor, not showering, and consuming nothing but carbs and caffeine, I wanted more. I did not know what I had gotten myself into. Shortly after, Hack GSU, Georgia State University, Atlanta, Georgia. My first real hackathon as a hacker, or at least someone who used to spend hours customizing your MySpace profile. I'm talking flaming cursors and all. Five of us got into one of my partner's friend's van, and we got on the road. Little did I know, this weekend would steer my life into a direction where I'd make this five-hour journey about a hundred more times over the next two years. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Hack GSU. Cue this silver, sparkly jumpsuit I felt like such a badass in, and long, flowy skirts paired with old hackathon t-shirts I stole from my partner's drawer. Just walking into the space, I could tell that this event was much larger than the last one. This had huge sponsors and TV camera crews and enough volunteers, it felt like, that they could staff a park at Disney. This event was going to be big. The mastermind behind it all was Jean Chorba, now one of my dearest friends in the entire universe. You could tell that this event was his baby. He was running around like a madman. My team was lucky enough to find this glass cubicle where we could all sit, sleep, and code for the next 36 hours. I was prepared. This was my first hackathon and all. 
I had my recently downloaded Adam text editor souped up with this cake themed color palette. I was there and my tags were pink and my text turned this pretty shade of beige on this chocolate color background. I knew what I wanted to do. There was a category prize for Makes Jean Hungry and I thought of the perfect name, Hungry? What I wanted to build was a click through one page site that showed you pictures of food. If it looked good, you press let's eat. It would open up a Google results page of all that food near you. It would give you a list of restaurants that sold that particular food. Code school tutorials were open on several tabs as well as different GIF sites. You can test this app out at who.com, W-H-O-D-O-T-C-O-M dot github.io slash hungry. It should still be up. The project ended up turning into GIFs of 90s food commercials and snippets from old TV shows with the same buttons to click. Around 11.30 p.m. on the first night, volunteers came around screaming that their Midnight Madness mini event was starting soon. Macy's was sponsoring it. The team decided it might be fun to try. The prize was $500 in Amazon gift cards and full paid internships for each person for the team. No interview or anything. I'm talking a straight offer for that summer. The problem they wanted you to solve was to gamify the shopping experience. Our solution was to check yourself out on your phone and then an employee would verify the purchase, you know, for loss prevention purposes. This was before this option was a reality at places like Sam's Club or Walmart. We thought we were being innovative. The three hour clock had started. We needed two iPhone apps, one for the customer and one for the employee. My partner actually bet all of us that he could build the entire backend for this in less than 15 minutes. I believe the total time ended up being around 13. At that moment, he had this glow about him that I rarely ever saw. In that moment, I saw exactly why people go to these things. I helped with the designs, created mockups for the integration into the existing Macy's mobile app, and created the presentation we were going to give. One of the jokes that was made during this was, well, Kelly, we're all graduating and we all have full-time jobs this summer, so if we win this internship, it's all you. I thought, wow, that actually might be a reality. All of those teams presented, and there was only one other like ours, but in my A-plus years of retail experience, it was pretty easy to poke holes in the application of their service. The time had come for them to announce the winner. I always get this uneasiness in my stomach whenever I'm waiting to hear results, especially at hackathons. But you know what? We won. We actually won. I was freaking out and shitting my pants a little bit, concerning the fact that I'm now going to be in Atlanta in a position I'm totally unqualified for. But it's an internship, right? Internships are meant to be learning experiences, or at least that's what everybody tried to tell me when they were trying to calm me down. The University of Florida cleaned house that weekend at the awards ceremony. I actually ended up winning the prize for best first time hacker. I had so many Bluetooth speakers, I didn't know what to do with them. So for a total count of everything I gained from my first hackathon, it was a million Bluetooth speakers, free t-shirts, a more complex understanding of HTML and CSS, this thing called an Octocat, a caffeine headache, and a freaking full paid internship at a major company. The summer came and went, although it almost didn't due to the recruiter telling me, this program is geared towards computer science majors and that you may, I'm paraphrasing here, be in over your head. I met Casey, the Casey to Jean and Casey, and their cat Pixel who stole my heart. I was told by someone in the tech industry that since I didn't know PHP, that I should just quit now because I was never going to make it. I made some great friends, got into D&D, and accidentally forgot to return a pair of scissors to my friend Kyle. Sorry, Kyle, I do still have them if you want them back. 
Fall classes were starting again, and so was the hacking season. I was going to own this season. Hackathon after hackathon happened. I had Tuesday, Thursday classes to accommodate it. Everything was great. Everything was great. Along the way, I was meeting amazing people. The dream team was formed, spelled D-R-E-M-E-T-E-M-E. And this was me, Jeremiah Lancer, and Samuel Kellerman. The name was a meme version of dream team, spelled the normal way. Tech after all is a giant meme anyways, isn't it? Big data, smart algorithms, artificial intelligence, it's the science of buzzwords. 2015 turns into 2016, and then something happened that, yeah, maybe I am good at this whole design thing. Floaty was an event that was put on by Florida Hackers, an organization that banded together hackers from all over Florida. The idea of the conference was to get together all of the hackathon organizers from schools all around Florida and help them grow the hacker community in the Sunshine State. Even though I wasn't an official organizer of any hackathon, I still went. All my friends were going to be there, and I couldn't pass that opportunity up. The event was sponsored by GitHub. At this point, my only experience with GitHub was entering a submission into their Octocat drawing contest that they hold on Twitter for every MLH hackathon. I had won this drawing contest about four times, and little vinyl Octocat statues now had homes in my bedroom. GitHub had a lounge at Floaty. And there was this redheaded British guy there with a rainbow Octocat shirt on, talking to people and handing out stickers. I casually walked up to the table. He said hello, asked how I was, and that I was free to take as many stickers as I liked. That's when I said, oh yeah, I love these little guys. I actually just won the drawing contest last weekend. He stopped me and said, OMG, you're who.com. Can I get a picture with you? I was in absolute disbelief. We posed for a picture and he told me that I was kind of famous to the GitHub education team. Thank you so much, Joe Nash. You inspired me. Fall 2016 comes, my last semester at UF, where I'm completing a bachelor's degree in religious studies. That's right, religious studies. My last course that I need is a 9 a.m. Tuesday, Thursday class that's only offered in the fall. So this class is a big deal. This class decides whether or not I graduate. My teacher had one main rule. You can miss classes three times, and that's it. As the semester came to a close, my teacher emailed me to inform me that I'd missed too many classes. Unfortunately, he wasn't going to be able to pass me, which meant that I wasn't going to be able to graduate. I did some research and was able to count the hackathon days as academic absences. But here's the kicker. My professor didn't believe that a hackathon was valuable to a religious studies major. And in response, I sent him an entire paper explaining the value of tech in the humanities, as well as every hackathon acceptance letter I had received at that point. Upon receipt, all he had to say was, fine. One Thursday, during my last semester, I was going through my Facebook feed. I see a post from Takashi Wicks saying, Hey everybody, we have extra spots on the MHAX bus if anyone fancies a weekend trip to Detroit. I messaged him right away. I still have my sleeping bag in my car from the weekend before and clean underwear. That's all you really need, right? All of this was happening outside of the classroom while I was waiting for class to start. I called my mom, asking her how crazy it would be just to hop on a bus to Detroit, and she said, Very but it sounds like something you would do. So I went to class, didn't pay attention at all, and was just waiting for it to be over. The period ends them off. I ride with friends to Tallahassee, a two-hour drive, to then catch a bus to Detroit, Michigan. Me having no concept of how far Michigan is or the fact that the weather might be different. I hopped onto this massive coach bus with my flip-flops and said, awesome, when are we getting back? They said Tuesday morning, and I was like, great. Probably not going to make my 9 a.m. Tuesday class. Pro tip, don't start a hackathon on more than 24 hours of no sleep. You won't get very far. 
And MHACS this year was on track to be the largest hackathon in the U.S., expecting over 2,000 people. The environment was daunting to say the least. The team consisted of a religion major slash designer, me, another designer and iPhone dev, a geography major slash backend developer, and a business student who was interested in hardware. We all ended up accidentally sleeping for the first eight hours, but then we were good to go. I found that getting a good night's sleep the first night is better than crashing the second night when bugs need to be fixed. One of the sponsored prizes at this event was the best wellness app or game by a healthcare startup from Toledo, Ohio, called WellOp. Our idea was a prescription management app that visually helped people take and identify their medication. We were all super into it. We had adorable GIFs, an avatar taking meds, we had an awesome UI, and we were so excited about it. We actually ended up needing to Uber to a Walmart in need of a kitchen scale, and the driver said he probably could have just sold us one. Besides the flooding bathrooms, fire hazards left and right, and the rock concert happening in the same building, it was fun. We finished our app presented and caught the attention of the company who sponsored the prize we were going. They seemed super engaged and in the end awarded us the prize, more Bluetooth speakers. Upon handing them to us, they looked us in the eye and said, send us your resume. The CIO handed me a business card and I stared at it for the entire 20 hour drive home. I interviewed with WellUp and was offered a position. So here I was, a religious studies graduate, starting as the lead designer at a tech company. What the hell just happened? I spent the next year and a half working for this company. I was in charge of all things design, working on everything from assets to UI UX to print media. As it's a remote position, it allowed me to pursue one of my greatest passions, travel. I was on the metro outside of Paris, France in the fall of 2017. I received an email from the company stating they had made some cutbacks and that I'll be moving to part-time. Mind you, I'm in a foreign country freaking out that I've essentially lost my job and I can't do anything. I even missed my stop and had to take another train back. In April of that year, 2017, I had applied to be a coach for Major League Hacking. That fall of 2017 was to be my first semester of events. I wanted to give back to the community that had done so much for me. Fast forward back to Paris. I'm at my friend's house. I had just found out that I was getting my hours cut back and I was checking my email constantly to see if any other updates had come. And then an email pops up from Mike Swift at Major League Hacking, inviting coaches to attend Hack EU. Hack EU was right around the corner in Birmingham, England. The dates happened to match up perfectly with the dates that I was already in Europe, so I responded back immediately, heck yes, I would absolutely love to come. I spent the next two weeks in the Champagne region of France. My body consisted of 75% wine and 25% cheese, and I'm wheeling a 22 kilogram suitcase through the cobblestone streets of England. There I was in the hostel, surrounded by people of whom half of them speak English as a second language. As an American, we're so used to staying in our country that I feel like our experiences as outsiders are numbered. One person even walked up to me and started speaking Dutch for a solid five minutes. I was so intrigued by how much Dutch sounded like English, I didn't stop him. He finally realized I didn't speak Dutch and switched to English. The only familiar faces I saw were the full-time MLH staff. I felt like I was back at Mango Hacks, seeing all of those different student IDs, but this time we're talking about people who speak completely different languages and completely different nationalities. It was amazing. I had again stepped into a world where I was the outsider in this special community, but as with the first time, I was welcomed with open arms. I was even invited to a karaoke party that same night.
Next week, I'll be talking to Jeremiah Lancer, one of the original members of the Dream Team. Voiced by me, Kelly Mahoney. The music is by Cutside. <laughs>